Well, welcome to Carving a New Path. This podcast is filled with stories and tools and resources to help you pause and reflect on the life you are living and who you want to become. Most of us were raised in a society that encourages productivity and do, do, do. And then a life circumstance comes along like a job layoff or an illness or the birth or death of a loved one, or something like what we're all experiencing now, and it disrupts your daily routine. It gives you a chance to pause and reflect on your life, a chance to practice going inward. Well, the show today is called Venus Retrograde, and my guest is Elizabeth St. Germain. And Liz is the founder of Living in Love, and she has a Facebook group for women living in love and the living in love connection. And those links are in the comment section. So check it out by clicking there and going to see what she's up to. Well, and in this episode, we're going to talk about astrology and specifically Venus retrograde. So welcome, Liz. Thank you, Andrea. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Oh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I know that um, a few weeks ago we did a show, and today we're going to really turn in and focus on astrology, specifically Venus retrograde. So I was just going to start off with a simple definition that I found on a site called Cafe Astrology. Like, what is astrology? Okay, mm -hmm. so astrology can be used as a powerful and fun tool for understanding ourselves, others, and the world around us. We use many different tools or languages to define and understand our world. Astrologers believe that the positions of the sun, moon, and planets at the time of a person's birth have a direct influence on that person's character. And many astrologers also believe that we have free will, that this is something that astrology can show you something about your destiny, but you have free will. All right. So how about for you, Liz? What other words would you add to that? Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, when we think of astrology, it, you know, it's, astrology is a cosmic clock. And it shows us where we are in relationship to the universe we live in. And when we, when spirit, when we come in from spirit and we take our first breath and we embody this physical form, we literally breathe in all of the energies that are in the sky in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it becomes our sacred geometry. It becomes our, the mandala of who we are. So it is who we are, these energies, and they're, they're just energies. We give meaning to the energy, but they are energies that function through us and have qualities and have expressions and when they, and they have conversations with each other and they create harmonics within us. And if we can attune and harmonize and bring our consciousness to those energies, we can truly co-create with our soul. Well, I love that. And I'm, I'm going to just jump in and share one personal thing, because we talked about just 
you know, how, how has astrology impacted us or affected us? And the first time I had an astrology reading was with Lucky Sweeney, like 30 years ago. And it was a natal chart. So that for anyone who doesn't know, that's the, the way the skies looked, the, the day, the moment you were born. And sun, moon, 12 houses. And she started to define, and she didn't know me very well at that point. She started to go through all the houses. And I was going, how does she know this about me? Yeah. The thing she was describing, I felt in my heart. And then she told me something that has been a, an understanding and a tool I have used for 30 years. And that is, she said that one of the ways that I know who I am and that I have a connection to who I am is by being in, being around other people. And she said, but it doesn't mean you have to go to a party or you have to go to some social event. She said, just sitting in the corner of the coffee shop, you're mm. going to receive energy from people around you, and that will help you with your writing. Mm. And, you know, and if you're feeling kind of depressed or low, she said, just go out to the grocery store and just walk up and down the aisles. Just being in that environment will help you. And it just, it changed my life. Mm. Like that simple thing that, that she saw in my chart that really is how I function and what I need. Mm -hmm. So how about you? What were some of your like, yeah, I love that. Of, a, of an astrology reading when you, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as I'm, I'm thinking about your chart, I'm kind of going, Oh, I think I know where that is. I know, okay. I know what energy that is. Right. And I have um, no idea. She may have said to me this, this square, this conjunction, this whatever relation to these two planets. Um, but yeah, 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 totally. So one of the things for me is um, that's been so valuable in my own journey of understanding my astrology is understanding um, my moon and my lunar, my lunar nature because the moon represents our subconscious. And it's so, it was so validating because I've always been this person that I'm like an introvert, extrovert, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm an extrovert around people I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. But, I, but I, I, I've always needed this time to retreat. And I didn't really understand why, because there was also the impulse in me to want to be with people and want to do things. But then I really needed to pull in and recharge my battery. And I, you know, I could see at different times in my life where I'd be going, 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 going like the Energizer Bunny. And then I would like kind of burn out because I wasn't honoring that inner knowing that I really need to retreat. And when I began understanding the nature of my moon and the nature of my energy, my mandala, that I have a lot of Scorpio energy. So we're in the full mm -hmm. moon, Scorpio full moon. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of Plutonian energy, which is why I have an affinity for these types of teachings, mm -hmm. the occult, right? Which is really the occult just means what's hidden what we haven't yet um, 
synthesized in our consciousness yet that we're 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 synthesizing what's hidden and it's coming to the to light and i have an affinity for that i've always had it and when i began to see it in my chart i was like oh, okay like something in me took a sigh took just a just relax like i really do need to honor that knowing in me that needs to retreat i need that time and so i was able to give it to myself with more consciousness you know and like just really 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 work with it um the other thing as a mom i think this is important to bring in also is as i began to understand my daughter's energy mm -hmm. also very plutonian and where you know our lineages are we can see um the similarities in our soul family in our lineage, I, have a, I come from a very Plutonian lineage. And so, you know, we can only attract ourselves. So we bring in souls who are <laughs> the same resonance, right? So <laughs> my daughter is very Plutonian. And one of the things, you know, it's a very Scorpio, it's very intense. So if I knew her lunar language or her, her energetic nature more, as a child, you know, if I knew then what I know now, um, I would have understood it where, where she was speaking from mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we speak our chart and mm -hmm. we live our chart. Yes. And I would have been able to be, you know, I mean, it's, it was intense. You know, she was an intense child and I would have been able to just drop into a little bit and go, oh, I know what that is. Uh-huh. Yes. I got it. And even supported her a little bit differently, even though I was a very conscious mom, I could have just, you know, relaxed more to know that this is who she is. She lives in this state of transformation. Yes. Death and rebirth. This is what Scorpio is. Death and rebirth. Death and rebirth. It, like breathes it, lives it. You know, and I'm like, as a, as a mom, a first time mom going, oh my God, you know. <laughs> so I would have been able to. So it's very valuable for parents. And I highly recommend moms and dads parents to really understand their children's nature yeah. so that they can support them as a being in their soul's evolution you know so i love that um, it's like knowing what drives them from the inside oh also, yes that, that um i mean yeah I, like I, a mom that has a child that uh, has a lot of aries energy I, that's what I was just thinking of understanding both my like, sister and one of my daughters have an Aries moon. Oh. And once I understood that, which is a, an energy of dry, a driving force, this, this like, okay, there's a mountain, we're going to run up it. Right. You right. Know, like right. that kind of energy. Take action first, think later. <laughs> right. Exactly. That once I understood that, it was like, okay, I could see that. And uh, and, and just kind of work with it. Like you said, sink into what's happening, go, okay, I see what's happening here. Yeah. Understanding it as part of their inner driving force, even though they might speak something else on the outside, there was this thing on the inside. Yeah. And how important is that in relationships? Right. You know, if you can really understand your partner's, you know, and I go to the moon because the moon is always active in us. I mean, if we do nothing else for me, this is just my own. If we do nothing else but work our moon, 
because it is the subconscious, our defense mechanism, mm -hmm. we can shift our position from the defense mechanism of the moon mm -hmm. and allow the energies of our sun and our Venus and our Mars to come online mm -hmm. because the moon, the subconscious, is always keeping us in that place of comfort and security and safety and you know what feels like home even if it's a distortion even if it's not so good for us so when we really understand our lunar nature and how important is that in a relationship which is venus you know to know what you know when we talk about the love languages this is just kind of coming in right now sure you know yes there's the five love languages but the real love language is our first love the moon because that's our subconscious language and we're always speaking that until we become aware and we start listening to ourselves and going oh who am I saying and why did I say that and where did that come from yeah. you know and and that affects how we relate right which is Venus so Venus is overshadowed by the moon and we bury her you know the moon overshadows her and we to bring her online we've got to really really begin to shift up our lunar position our subconscious so she can come online and it there's two different energies mm -hmm. the moon's function and venus's function are two different energies well i want to just say something for the listeners that to me one of the greatest things about astrology is developing this it, it's not that you you have an astrology reading and then all of a sudden you try to be that thing that they're telling you in your astrology mm -hmm. it's a way of actually understanding something yeah. about yourself that you've already known but it may have been disjointed pieces so to yeah. me it was this understanding oh this is what i ask for mm -hmm. this is what i need this is what supports me and yeah. having some other words for it is what it really brought forth for me now i know today and i want to just shift gears here we're going to talk about retrogrades so mm -hmm. specifically venus retrograde but why don't you start us off with uh a little bit about how you know 2020 i mean the remainder of 2020 i Ooh. think you had said to me earlier today is a, a retrograde cycle the rest of the remainder of 2020 so could you speak to that a little bit and then we'll go into venus retrograde yeah so again going back to astrology being the cosmic clock mm -hmm. right so the cosmic clock right now the astrological cosmic clock has its finger on the pause button <laughs> Yes. So we might want to start reopening and we might want to start like getting back into life because we're getting antsy because it's beautiful outside and we've had enough of being told what we can do and what we can't do, right? Mm -hmm. We were talking about that. We'll talk more about that, like the paradigms that we create from. Yes. Um, and that is very valid for sure um, because we are all being called up to reclaim our sovereignty and that's one of the themes of this retrograde this venus retrograde is reclaiming the sovereignty of our mind mm -hmm. um and i'll share more about why that is but the cosmic clock has its finger on the pause button because from now until the end of the year 
we will have eight planets in retrograde. Mm -hmm. Eight planets. And so what is a retrograde? Right. A retrograde is when it appears from Earth that a planet is moving backwards. But that's an optical illusion. Mm -hmm. What it means is that the planet is slowing down its orbital axis. And for us, we feel that drag that electromagnetic drag, I mean, we, it's very powerful, especially with the inner planets. Mm -hmm. We feel them much more quickly, but the outer planets like Pluto and Uranus and Neptune and Jupiter, it's a much deeper inside pull because they're far away, but we feel like Mercury moves around, you mm -hmm. know, the sun fast. So it's like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde again. Oh yeah, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> right, right. I've heard yeah. people say, oh, my phone broke or my computer is, what, is Mercury retrograde? Since right. Mercury is the planet of communication. Yeah. And Mercury is also the ruler of Gemini where this Venus retrograde, where Venus is retrograding in the sign of Gemini, in the energy of Gemini. So there's a lot that has to do with technology, our relationship to technology. Um, Mercury is mercantile, so it's business, right? Um, and so with all of these eight planets in retrograde, it gives us an opportunity. A retrograde is a gift of time. All the transits are gifts of time so that we can actually go, oh, what is my soul doing with me? Like, what is my life one for me? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what is the universe asking of us as a, a planet? And so when we look at the qualities of all of the energies of each planet, we can see maybe where in our own life those energies are working through us. Mm -hmm. So speaking of Venus, Venus is the quality. Now she doesn't have, she's just energy. Venus, the planet Venus is energy. It's a vibration, mm -hmm. right? And so we, um, we interpret that vibration uh, through all of these different archetypes, right? So the goddess of love, you know, the goddess of beauty, the goddess of money and abundance. She's the goddess of value. She rules our values because she rules our heart. Mm. You know, she rules how we relate to each other, to the other. She rules the um, sign of Taurus, which is the earth. So she is the ruler of the earth. She brings the, our relationship to the elements into form. You know, she is that conduit of how we relate to the elements of life. She rules Libra and Libra is the artist, the heartist, mm -hmm. you know, and the high heart uh, artist of how we, the art of life. Because life is really our canvas and we're artists. We're all artists in how we create. Are we creating our life from our heart, from our desire, you know, our pure desire, or are we creating from the subconscious defense mechanisms, distortions, right? So we can really tune in to these energies. Am I creating from love? Let's just, you know, am I creating from beauty or am I creating from fear? 
am I creating from the four paradigms, you know, that we create from? Um, and we can discern what they are. You know, we can really feel into them and get intimate with ourselves. You know, Venus in Libra, she wants us to see ourselves in the other. Mm -hmm. right? Venus in Taurus is our relationship to the earth. So it's like when we begin to listen to ourselves and hear how we're, what we're saying, uh, what, what's the hidden agenda of whatever it is we're doing, we become more intimate with ourselves. And truly, I feel that this is an opportunity for us in this Venus Gemini retrograde to, um, to really come into a more sacred union with our own sovereignty, you know, with the power of love within us and, and the goddess, the feminine energy within us. So just um, circle back for a minute to just shine a light on a few of the things that, that you said. And then I'd love to have you talk about the four paradigms. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, for the listener to, to understand how many times she said values. So it's like, what is mm -hmm. it that you value? What mm -hmm. is really important to you? And then you you could say that, well, my health is really important to me. I really value my health. And then you look at the choices that you're making mm -hmm. and you realize, oh, I've had no exercise. I'm eating food that doesn't feel good for me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not getting enough sleep. It's that where are you out of sync with what you're saying that you value or what's important to you? Mm -hmm. And then what are the choices? that you're making. So I know those were some of the things that you talked about and I just wanted to circle yeah. back and shine a light on those mm -hmm. as we're going more into this, you know, to recognize, you know, someone might say, where, where am I creating from? What, what is that? No, life is just happening to me. Mm. Actually, you are a powerful creator and manifester and it's based on your values and the choices that you're making. Yeah. And the choices we make come from our value system. Yes. So if we if we take that even a step further like okay so I'm I'm recognizing that I really value my health, you know, and I can relate to that totally, you know, at a different stage of my life and it's like, oh, I'm going to take care of myself a little bit differently. Oh, well I may not be I may not be retreating enough and getting the time that I need, the downtime that I need. I'm going, 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 going. That was a aha moment for me. Like, oh, well, I really need this. This is my mm -hmm. nature. Yes. And so then the question below the question is not from a place of judgment, but curiosity, which is very Gemini. What is it in me that keeps me going? Mm -hmm. Why? What's, what's that driving force that keeps me going that I'm not taking the time that I need? or I'm not eating the foods that I know I want to eat, but, and that's the moon. The mm -hmm. moon, you know, we, when we do things that we know we want to do something different, but here we are, oops, I did it again. Uh -huh. That's when we know the moon is up. Like, and what is the moon doing? What is the, the undercurrent impetus motivator 
that keeps us in repeating those patterns? Mm -hmm. Those are the questions below the questions that we can ask mm -hmm. as we start, you know, reflecting on the choices we're making and are they serving us? Because Venus is all about serving herself. Yes. She is. Venus, sh Venus shares from her pleasure. She does because it brings her pleasure. The moon does to bring comfort and security. Uh huh. <laughs> but Venus does because it brings me pleasure. And, and it can be almost like a little callous in a sense of it really doesn't matter what your experience is. I'm doing this because I feel really good about it. And I hope you're enjoying the ride. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I, uh, I have this new thing now when I go grocery shopping every two weeks to um, Trader Joe's where I've been getting a, a snack for a friend of mine who was doing some yard work here. And so, but I recognized the other day that when I said, Hey, have you ever had this? And he's like, no. And I said, well, it's in your car now. Enjoy <laughs> it. And I thought I did that because it gave me such pleasure exactly. to do it like to think of this friend when i was in the grocery store and then to give that gift it was totally i love it like it was That's so <laughs> venus and i that hope she enjoys it and yeah. if not pass it on you know like yeah what a beautiful <laughs> venus moment you know and, and if we if we can all begin to share from that place our yes. pleasure yes you know, we can begin to see where we're not mm -hmm. creating, because that's a creation. Like you created this harmonic between you and the other. Yes, yes. Oh, and he I just got, got chills on, that. on his face. I mean, it was definitely like there was just love and joy and and everything else, but it came out of my well of of love, loving, you know, creativity, beauty, desire. Yes. All yep. of that it came out no hidden agenda of no hidden I need I even right. need you to say thank you right no I, it's in the car I threw exactly. it in your window through your window it's on the passenger seat yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's like giving and receiving and all love yes yes right because if we're giving from any of these four paradigms that we're going to talk about if we're creating from these four paradigms or we're receiving from the four paradigms that creates dissonance mm -hmm. you yes. know it creates yes. dissonance it creates did you like it did you enjoy it did i did i do it right did i you know there's that other like that's the moon that's the voice yeah. of the moon the moon right. will do Where something venus was just total love there right. it is move on overflow. to the next thing overflow when you just when you just uh shared that i thought oh yeah i had that moment this week absolutely and it's sweet and i feel your i can feel your enthusiasm yes. right which is entheos yeah. you yes. know god goddess and you expressing absolutely. i love it i love that oh i just got yeah thank you for sharing that <laughs> all right so let's move to the four paradigms mm, yeah and the four paradigms to give that this is such a gift that you're going to share this uh this is about. really it, it was it's a gift you know for me to have received through my training and studying of psychoanalytical astrology and that's the lens that i share from there's many many different you know um lenses that we can look at astrology evolutionary astrology 
um, ancient astrology, esoteric astrology, right? And it's all fascinating for me. Yeah. For me, um, I really like to bring spiritual laws down to earth. You know, I'm Virgo, I'm practical. How does this work? <laughs> and then how can I use it to, for the system to work more efficiently? That's Virgo, you know? It's like, so it's like, how can I use it? So when I, when I learned these and, and many other of these different types of uh, how the psyche functions, we can really understand like, oh, you know, where am I creating that from? And, you know, how did I get into that relationship? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Learn a little bit more about myself. So these four paradigms. So the question that I'd like to um, just present is where are we creating from? And again, creating isn't from, you know, creating isn't just this doingness like you opened up the show with. Mm -hmm. It's not this doing this from outside. It's where am I creating my life from? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the juiciness of my own life, the beauty of my own life, the abundance and love of my own. Where am I creating that from? So there's four paradigms that we create from. Politics, religion, science, and economics. And here's what they sound like in life. Politics sounds like what we can and cannot do. And we're all experiencing that now, right? What we can and cannot do. Religion is what I should or shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got kicked out of the club that I was born into because I wouldn't do a lot of what I was should have <laughs> supposed to be doing, right? Um, science is... I need to know, I need to be an expert before I can act. Mm -hmm. And that ran my life for a long time. I need to be the expert. I need to have that PhD. Mm -hmm. I need to have that out, outward credibility. Mm -hmm. You know, and as I was sharing with you when we were chatting, that what really liberated me from that or was a key to open the door of me stepping into more freedom to express who I am in the jewels of my journey is the quote, God, God doesn't qualify the called, he calls the qualified. Mm -hmm. And maybe I got that mixed up, but. God does, it, it's a Michael Bernard Beckman. Yeah. And I know you said it the, the way he said it earlier, but it's God does not call the qualified. God qualifies. The called. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and you, you don't start a podcast as qualified. You start, you start it because you have a calling to it. Yeah. And over time and over practice, you become qualified for it. But you yes. start with something. And the beauty of that is, again, Venus is when we're called and we're we're creating something as a gift from our pleasure. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a gift for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this brings something else that's coming in right now that I'm just going to drop in that is huge for, for, for us is when we give a gift, are we receiving the blessing that we're bestowing mm. for ourselves? Yes. Oh my God. It's just like, 
you know, we, we do and we create and we create and, oh, I'm going to do a podcast because I really, really desire to do it. But then are we receiving, the, are we actually in the pleasure of the moment? Yeah. Are we receiving that blessing? It's so important. So knowing where we're creating from, right? So I'm, I'm called. But now, even though I'm called, where am I creating from? Mm-hmm. Because once we step onto a journey, you know, then we begin to really have the experience of what the calling is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is not always what you thought it was going to be. It's like, it's like oh, oh, I didn't know that there were going to be rapids around this, this bend of the road. Or yeah. I didn't know it was going to be still here and I want to get going, you know. So all- ultimately, isn't that what we're being called to? Right, right, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly the experience where our soul is calling us to, to experience, bring our destiny to us so that our chart can start working. Our soul can work through us, you know, that mm-hmm. that moon can start showing us where we're in our defense mechanisms, you know, and then Venus is co- trying to come online and going, you know, share from your pleasure. And then Mars is going, act now. Right, right. And Mercury's going, make sure you communicate it in the way that, you know. <laughs> hey, because you didn't tell us the economics or, or did I know? Oh, what's isn't that economics? interesting? Okay. So science is, I need to know. And then economics is not enough. Okay. There's not enough, not enough support, not enough resources. Mm-hmm. Not enough love. I'm not enough. You know, uh, there's not enough for me in a relationship. I mean, this is one of the, you know, huge, when I, when I speak with men and women mm-hmm. and, and men that are listening, I think you can relate to this with in relationships and any relationships. It's like, I can't do enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't do enough because it's never enough. And women, you know, and there's a reason for this. We can have another conversation about <laughs> the structure of the psyche sure. and literally the masculine and feminine energies within us, mm-hmm. why that is. Um, and it, it, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Like that women uh, really intrinsically don't have the definition that the masculine energy does because we are the feminine mm-hmm. masculine and feminine energies. The feminine is the whole. Yes. There's no definition. Uh-huh. It's the cosmic womb. And so as souls incarnate as a woman, we have this energy of who am I? Because we are the whole. And so we look to the other for definition and we'll never find it there, right? We'll never find it. So we'll never be enough. Yeah. This is when we can pull in and ask, where am I creating this experience from even, even the experience, where are we creating this experience from? Like we are literally just having fun right now, mm-hmm. playing, right? I mean, we're just playing. And if it's just for you and I, it's just for you and I. And that's a beautiful intercourse Mm -hmm. of energies. And that's Venus. I love that. And so in Gemini, as she retrogrades, she's going, she's now in her, uh, what's called stationing, uh, station, she's stationing, which means she's slowing down, preparing to go, 
retrograde into the underworld, May 13th, May 12th or 13th, depending on where you are. And so she will be uh, in retrograde until June 25th, mm-hmm. which means she's taking us on this journey of retracing a path. A retrograde is a gift where we can retrace a path that we've walked before in life and receive more jewels of our journey. Mm. Like jewels that we weren't able to see before because we weren't ready. Well, now we're a different person. So we can retrace that and reflect and retrace and maybe reclaim pieces of ourselves that we left along the way. This is what a retrograde is for. And and in Venus and Gemini, I feel what she's asking us to do is reclaim the sovereignty of our mind. Because Gemini rules the mind. Mercury rules the mind. And we are really being called up as sovereign beings now to reclaim the power of our mind because there's so much mind control going on, especially with technology. Mm -hmm. Like these images and symbols that flash, you know, on the screen of our mind are imprinting suggestive subliminal messages. Mm -hmm. We've got to be very careful, not from a place of fear, but from a place of power mm-hmm. of reclaiming our power as a sovereign being to know what our thoughts are doing with us mm-hmm. and where are we creating from um and so this is a time to retreat it's a time to you know really give ourselves time to unplug even mm-hmm. from technology and see also Here's another piece of it that brings it in Um, because Venus rules the elements and the earth. We are literally reprogramming the elements with our mind. Mm -hmm. So as we like, you know, AI, right? I mean, we can see it happening. And so our relationship to technology is rippling out to reprogram the elements of the earth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Mama Earth said, um, I'm going to put the pause button. I'm going to put my finger on the pause button for a while so I can do what I need to do to recalibrate. Right. So you guys need to be quiet for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So I, just like a mama would do, right. You know, we were scruffed. (laughs) And, and so we're, if we can, drop into that this summer and really begin to see what is our relationship, Venus, relationship to technology? What is our relationship to our to thoughts, to our mind? What is our relationship to our business? And bring more beauty, more awareness, more consciousness to where we're creating from. Then I believe that we can emerge from this retrograde summer, literally new beings. Mm-hmm. Like not remade, not, not, no, like new, a new being, sovereign being, hopefully more connected to the organic essence of us, mm-hmm. right? With a more balanced relationship to technology and power. So I know that 
we're going to wrap up the show soon. And I'm just in circling back around this. Um, so I'm pausing here because I could feel myself going in two different directions to, I mean, one of the things that I know about Venus, I'll just share this first, is that for nine months, Venus is an evening star. Mm -hmm. And then during the retrograde disappears from mm -hmm. view that we can't see Venus in the skies. Mm -hmm. And then it reemerges as a morning star yeah. for nine months. And so if you think about that in terms of Venus being at these different places where we're viewing her, that it, it is that the retrograde in a sense to me feels like a reset of, of perspective around beauty. Um, so I want to put that into this field. And then mm -hmm. the other thing is if there's anything with the four paradigms that you'd like to leave our listeners with in terms of working with where we're creating from. Um, yeah, so those two, those, those are the two different directions, which could probably be got it. our show. Easy. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Try to circle circle it in for people. And yeah, and totally. So every every planet has those three different um, experiences. All planets can, mm -hmm. you know, and it's when when Venus goes below the equator is when we don't see her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the moon does that. Uh -huh. The moon has the moon rise, you know, depending on what where it is, what phase it's in. Sure. determines where it is in the sky. So all of the planets have that. So she will be below the equator during the retrograde, mm -hmm. right? It's the underworld. Yeah. So we have this opportunity to go into the depths of self and then emerge as this rising star, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, and I could get into the whole Venus cycle of the pentagram and all of that. She's at her last stargate. Mm -hmm. with Gemini of an eight-year cycle mm -hmm. um, so this is a, a real completion and we were talking about this earlier that the nodes of the moon are shifting now in from Capricorn Cancer where we've been for the past 18 months year and a half um, into um, Gemini and um, oh, my mind just went and I'm Gemini rising so the axis of gemini oh my goodness so uh wow the veil just came down like that is so amazing it's well i guess that was it for that topic yeah <laughs> it was like the curtain was dropped yeah we're coming we're coming into this place of like just stay there let's just be right there like don't yeah. go any further with gemini and um and it's gemini so we're we're rising from that new place and that will happen um by the beginning of August, mm -hmm. she'll be complete because after she is in her retrograde cycle, then she stations direct, which she slows down, and then she starts moving a direct. And it takes a little bit of time for a planet to get its full momentum. Mm -hmm. So we will fe start feeling her shift. Things will start moving forward uh, in v for Venus. Um, the beginning of August and then by the middle of August we'll really feel her move forward mm -hmm. 
Right. Um, so like retrograde is the going within. So whenever planets are retrograde, it turns the focus within. Yeah. And so when Venus gets going again, and we feel the energy in the mid-August, then there's this feeling of coming out and bringing, yes. out and bringing that beauty out. So turning the yes. in and where are we creating from and then turning her out, yes, and that's why retrogrades are a gift of time because mm -hmm. we can really do beautiful work within. Mm -hmm. And so when that planet goes retro uh, direct, we're ready to move forward. We, you know, and it's organic and it's easy because we've already done the work, and there's nothing to do other than just step into a new. Uh, experience mm -hmm. and it happens without us even thinking about it because once we when we do that subconscious work which is the underworld and we rewrite those scripts we recode those matrixes we sh we show up doing things that we've been trying to do for years and we go oh my god like how did I get here I've been trying to do this forever and I'm just <laughs> doing it now because we've recoded the matrix, we've rewritten the script in the subconscious, and that's where the work really is. Yeah, it's not out here. It really isn't. It's in here, and that you know, that's like we read these memes and quotes from Rumi, you know, and when we embody them, we become them. Yes, and going within is how you begin to embody it. It's yes. not by the reading it out there, it's actually about pulling it in. That's where the embodiment happens. Yes, and so for instance, when we have a reading, let's say, it's not about just receiving the information or any class. You know, that's Gemini, information, information, information. Mm -hmm. it's, is that information changing us? Are we having an experience with it where it's you know changing our inner formation? Yeah, that's when it turns, it becomes wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then we, we embody it, we integrate it, we embody it, and we rise up to a new expression of our solar, you know, sun power, our, mm -hmm. our solar essence. And it's really a beautiful dance if we're willing to do that. And so I would say, um, in these four paradigms that if, um, you know, begin to just recognize, you know, the self, observe the self. It's like one of the foundational principles of living in love is like becoming a non-judgmental observer of self. What am I saying? What am I doing? How am I moving through the world? Where am I creating this from? Like quite, I'm, I ask a lot of questions. Yes. Because the question compels the answer. This is how we get to know who we are. And so I'm going to be taking women, um, in my group on a journey through Venus retrograde. Um, I have a uh, free offering every Thursday. Um, right now it's Calling the Circle, which is a um, global gathering of women making sacred stories of life events. And I was guided, I was called to start it uh, the beginning of February, so before all of this really hit. And it was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. And so um, we've been gathering every Thursday, 4.30 um, Pacific time, 7.30 Eastern time. 
Um, and so if anyone is interested in listening, you can join us tonight if you catch this today. Um, but every Thursday I do something, a free offering, and I'm going to be um, taking the women in the group through a Venus retrograde journey um, every Thursday night. I'll be doing some kind of training. So um, if you're listening and anything that we've shared um, feels like it resonates, come on in and join us. Mm-hmm. It's a great group of women, really beautiful sacred space. And I'm honored to, um, to be the, the space holder um, for women living in love. And um, I think this is a very, this is such a potent time for us, mm-hmm. for our planet. Um, you know, we are the, uh, the gatekeepers and there are other gatekeepers, right? Yeah. And so um, if we can rise up um, in, in to a more sovereign place within our own, with our own voice, I feel the feminine voice. <clears throat> Interesting. My voice mm-hmm. just wobbled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the feminine voice is, is calling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't mean that from a gender standpoint. I mean that from the energy of the feminine. Absolutely. To bring, to bring balance. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we're here for. We're here to be the, the balance, you know, of the scales. This is what Venus is calling us up to. So. Well, um, I, I want to thank you for being here. And I know we've come to the end of the show. And I want to just say to the listeners that check out in the com- the links in the comments section and uh actually i'll be there thursday tonight um awesome yeah i Beautiful. Uh, was able to move a few things around with my schedule so i was like i'm come and be in your wonderful energy thank you and uh and just for the listeners to know it happens every thursday night there's an offering in mm-hmm. the group yeah. Yeah. And also Anything? if anyone is interested in um inquiring about readings um and private mentorship, mm-hmm. um, I work with uh courageous women. Yes. And and big hearted men mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> um, and and I'll make sure that there's a link there also to reach yeah. out to you and, and connect with you with that. Yeah. Mm. It's an honor to serve. Thank you so much, Andrea. I love love any time we connect and create together. uh, And I do too. Much love. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Yes, thank you everyone. Bye-bye now.